Hi, my name is Sokuren, and I'm one of Sokuzan's monks. Sokuzan so freely offers his love to us and his wisdom through these talks, and never asks us for anything in return. If you value what he does and what he is, and want them to continue, please visit our donate page at sokukoji.org. Thank you. Practice here so that our understanding is quite clear. I'm going to talk this evening about immaculate conception. No, immaculate perception. It's kind of a play on words, but you knew that. So it's very clear perception. So out of that clear perception, you don't have to necessarily plan a bunch of things or spend too much time ruminating or evaluating, judging, doing either or, either or, either or. But you will know what you can do. You may align yourself with something that's already happening and put energy there. You may be more entrepreneurial or creative and you may invent something else. But these vows, especially for those of you who have taken them or received them, to be with all things, this does not mean to go into the top of a mountain and just meditate your life away. Although, that it could show up that way for some people. And if it does, you'll know it. You won't be doing any either oring at all. You'll do exactly what you need to do. Immaculate. It's kind of a relative word, but we need to say something. I guess we're here. So it's very, and what is it? Immaculate. It's clear of all the uh, detritus, debris, uh, the ego throws off and supports in order to continue to create an artificial oligarch just behind the curtains that worries about everything, judges everything, condemns everything, controls everything, accepts everything, rejects everything. <sighs> Tiring. Those of you who've been doing it for a while realize how tiring it is. And when it starts to come apart, that's not comfortable. It's not something like, oh, I think I'm becoming more and more one with reality. It's not some kind of corny, romantic bullshit. You're actually cracking apart right in the center of your self-centeredness. You've been reinforcing, society reinforces, your parents reinforce, your friends reinforce ever since you came into this human realm. Society is, I keep doing that, more than likely. This particular society called Sangha is about supporting you so that you can realize your true nature. It is a kind of community, a kind of family that gives you the space to do this, to come here to live very tiny, very few people, but then because of this, the particular technology that we have going about in the last 10 years, 12 years, 20 years, here, here we are all over the place. YouTube is it's like, how could we live without YouTube? Or how could we live without a smartphone? That being said, coming back to immaculate perception, Clear seeing it means you're actually seeing what is there. What you're seeing what that is, not just through the eyes, but through all of the sense fields. You are receiving this amazing world. 
then you are not seeing something else. Though you may see something else for a while, and that barrier called the narcissism, the self-centeredness, the ego mind, the grasping, clinging, craving, rejecting, accepting mind, is beginning to come apart, coming apart, coming apart, falling apart, falling apart, falling apart. Nothing to do. Everything all at once. Who said that? Who said that? Coben. Maybe other people have said that also. I don't know. But that's how it feels. And that might sound a little romantic to you, but it is not comfortable when that starts to happen. Quite often, if that happens to you spontaneously with no path, you're probably going to go to a doctor or a psychiatrist and try to get medication to stop it. This is what happened with Susan Segal, if you've read her book, Collision with the Infinite. I have no idea why that occurred to her when she had had a little bit of meditation, but not much, not enough to, to realize that that might be an area she could go for support or help. Eventually, she did go that direction, if you've read the book. But it can be frightening, it can be terrifying, even if you have a spiritual path. So why is it clear? Why is it immaculate? Why is it pure? Because it's just that. It's, it doesn't have any of your barnacles stuck to it. It doesn't have any of your preconceptions, presumptions, ideas, protective shields of that's over there, I'm over here. I don't need to go there. I've had enough of that. Judgment. One of the most extreme kinds, as you would all know, is just somebody who really does do something antisocial or wrong to, to various extremes. And then we, we're disgusted with it and we hate them. Or maybe you don't have that thing showing up, judgment. And it, it's not that you stop that, it's that at the same time you see the judgment, the, the revulsion at what some terrible person is, is doing in society. You would also see, if you're beginning to see what's happening in your own mind stream, that that person is terrified. And this is how they cover it up. And, and you, can, you can do that relatively. That will work. If you have a lot of activity, no matter what it is, might be, might be just busy work. Busy, busy, busy all the time. Too busy to look, to never slow down. Time for coffee. Time for lunch. Time to do laundry. Time to go to work. Time to hang out with people at the local establishment. Time to time to time. Even sitting down on a lawn chair, looking out over the backyard. Won't, won't sit there long before you'll either take a nap or you grab a book. Just anything, but just look at this. And what will you see? What kind of concepts traditionally point to that? You won't see much. I don't see anything. You might see the Buddha might see the truth. Probably not right away. So again, it's why is it pure? Why is it immaculate? Because 
just receiving. The simple instruction is don't add, don't, sub don't subtract, and don't divide. Way. Divide yourself. Ignorance. Don't grasp it. Passion. Push it away. Aggression. Don't do any, any of that. Mischief of the ego. And again, as I've been over this many times, but I think it's worth saying again, when you endeavor to do that, you notice that you can't quite do that, that you're spontaneously commenting on everything. I don't like that. That's no good. That shouldn't be happening. I shouldn't be thinking this. And, on and, on. and what do we do with that? Just observe that. Keep it very simple. Less is better. You can actually train yourself somewhat by just keep it zipped. Don't talk. Don't listen. Listen to here in the Sangha. You have the opportunity in this particular kind of family or organization or community. You have the opportunity to really listen to people. And at the same time, as you're listening to someone talk and hold forth on something, you're also, because you're receiving, because you've understood what that is, you're also watching your own thoughts about it, joining it to change it a little bit or judge it or push it away. You're also watching that. So you're watching the contribution from so-called other and the contribution coming from so-called self. So it looks very, it looks very objective. convincing and uh, thought patterns that can show up can be uh, stories about it listen to your mind say well she, he said she said they, they did this they i didn't do anything i'm just there and they're accusing me or or they're or they're not listening to me or they don't really know me there's no way you can know anybody. You don't know yourself. You're not about to know anybody else. I'm not going to know anybody. And if you do, it's just information about something that is it could be, I'm not a statistician, but probably 70 or 80% of it is your projection onto that situation, which modifies what's actually showing up as that person's expression. We still don't know. We're still, we have our confusion on top of theirs, and then they come back and try to modify it. No, I'm not really like that. I don't really do that. I've never said that or whatever. You can take a few questions now, or I can keep going. She is unbound. When, when you begin to see relatively or partially that your thoughts are not true, but you've not fully seen that, I'm having trouble with the question, do we need to continue to relate to those thoughts relatively? Like if somebody hurts my feelings and I know that that's my responsibility. And so I don't say anything based on the relative understanding that that's my responsibility. Am I blocking something in that bowing? Uh, perhaps, but, but it doesn't matter. You don't need to know like ahead of time, ask me and I'll say yes or no, or, or perhaps. But you just need to keep seeing it. The way you ask the question tells me you're looking in the right direction. It's just a matter of continuing. 
but there can still be a lot of darkness there because of the assumption that there's something else. There's something you're going to discover. There's some, someone who's here who can know something about that or about this. Exterior, interior, which is not exactly different. More a more um, a tighter question if you if you want to. She is online. I can try. It's a little um, fuzzy. <clears throat> I I can't always see that I'm looking for something else other than the increase in demand on content, and I'm wondering how to sharpen or clarify that there is something there's an otherness that I'm looking for when it doesn't appear that way in the relative sense, bowing. Just continue. That's what you're saying is you're describing a footfall on the path, but it's just a footfall. And then if you just do that, then there's another footfall, which can show up as otherness, 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 other, and it gets more and more intense. Like there's got to be something here that will reveal itself to me has to be something here. I would Vasubandhu talk like that if there wasn't something to understand or hear something to fiddle with. You fiddling? Are you through fiddling? She is on bowing. What is it? What would it be to be at ease in suffering? Bowing. Excellent question. To not be concerned about the comings and goings of the weather, to know that there's dependently risen. It needs to show up this way. So it, it the at ease part comes from it. You don't do it, but you see that it's not personal. It, it, so it gets depersonalized. The the feelings that are rising in your mind stream, you're no longer, there's no longer outflows where you're blaming someone for how you feel. Even if they just caused it, you realize those are your feelings. They're your, it's your body-mind complex that shows up as, an, as a, the illusion of a separate being. So this is your responsibility. The ability to respond, not blame, there's no blame. All dharmas are without blame. I didn't invent that. That's been around for centuries. Anything that shows up has no cause. You cannot find first cause. But the ego mind, the self-centered mind, the oligarch, the dictator, will go immediately to what you said. What you just said there. It will immediately go to something, grab something by the throat, and demand results or demand participation or demand, 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 demand. But one who is, uh, who rests in the nature of Alia, which is a teaching of a teacher, who just rests there, just rest. That can be done, but it probably, it is unlikely that you can do that unless you practice, unless you continue to return to the wall and watch what happens, observe, observe. Then you find that you are you are, you are, you don't have a reference point happening there. Nor do you have a conclusion. Finally, I'm resting. There, there will be no reference points. And 
from the point of view of ego, which is definitely a point of view, this can be terrifying. And it can show up as all kinds of uncomfortableness about that. Second noble truth, life of suffering. What, a, what, a, what an incredible teaching that is just kind of written off, like, well, yeah, well, for a while, we all know that. Can't be totally suffering. What is he trying to do? What is he trying to hook us into there? He's pointing at the truth. Everything is suffering. But there's no individual who's suffering. It's quite paradoxical. You can understand that. You can see that. It will not be a result. That's why it's so difficult. Because the, the ego mind eventually starts to crack and come apart. And consciousness is, keeps on keeps on being conscious. And what is it conscious of? Just itself. There is no others, no one else. And and it won't be it won't be a aha or a concluding. Though there are people that describe it that way. And they can do whatever they want with it. If you have a credential backing anything up, then it's a relative. It won't last. But if there's nothing backing up anything else, you just just see this. You see what you're not separate from. Go ahead, Chazen. Chazen bowing. If there is not apparent outflowing in the traditional sense, can there be outflowing towards the emotion itself or blaming the emotion itself? Bowing. Yes. Again, it can be you're having a difficulty or some kind of difficulty is arising. You're not necessarily blaming anyone. You're maybe not even blaming a situation. But you're because you can't, you cannot see any. There's no rationale as to why this kind of emotion or feeling would be arising in your consciousness. So we we look at it and we just well, if I look at it really co closely. Maybe it will it will go away. Or, and I'm not saying I am not saying it won't. But the 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 deeper the immaculate understanding is without without any any balance any substrate any any proof it's not even even the occurrence doesn't happen because it is beyond occurrence so it's already the case and so therefore what what comes and goes there uh is is a it's an illusion and you could even say it's a non-occurrence therefore it's occurring you can also go with this holiness the 16th says you want to go there take a big leap or a little step nothing nothing happens you can't explain that if you say what do you mean by that even to him he would say just what i said nothing happens if one is looking at this seeing this, perceiving this, it's eventually it isn't even a looking. You're, you're not separate from nothing happening. It's, it's quite, uh, there's, it's an open event and open dimension is so open that it's actually funny, except if it weren't for so many people torturing themselves, just like people are picking up clubs and hitting themselves in the head and then blaming somebody, bang. Why are you doing this to me? Bang, 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 bang. 
I see it right here in this community. And when I say don't do that, you also might notice how you can't stop doing that. You just do it because it is dependently, dependently arisen. And if you continue on the path, you're noticing that you that, that which occurs and that which happens, you have no say-so about this. The idea that you can fix or change anything, ultimately, is it's just incorrect. That doesn't mean that you or anyone else shouldn't be working in some way. Maybe you need medication besides meditation. Maybe you just need medication. Maybe that's what you need to do. If you're, not, if you're here and you're in this community and you're listening to this uh, old monk, and probably you're ready to see what this is ultimately, rather than just fix it and come back for another lifetime. Fix that and then fix the things there. Heal them. There's a lot there. More questions, please, if you have them. She is unbowing. Is there is there an aversion beyond content? Bowing. Yes. If you have aversion beyond content, then you're you're getting to the actual uh, underlayment of the the situation, the, the belief in a self and a belief in another, and the horror that that would show up for the self-centeredness. I'm not saying everyone's going to feel this, so don't feel like you're missing something because you aren't horrified, or you aren't scared to death, or you're not feeling any fear. Yeah, you. There's no demand that unless everybody is scared to death and they're not on the path functions differently for each person in different ways sometimes it's just a feeling of dread sometimes it's a feeling of embarrassment just extreme embarrassment that, that we could be so presumptuous to show up as somebody who wants this and doesn't want that when that that we start to, we start to look through deeply into the assumption of a self can be embarrassing. It can feel embarrassing. So as far as reacting to something, if I'm hearing you right, it has no content, yet you're you're bouncing away from it to look for a reason, or what are you looking to paint it a different color? As the content begins to fall away, as far as thinking that something's causing the negativity, that there's still some sort of tension or aversion or even like a wound quality. And I'm wondering, how can that continue to hurt so bad without having all the props that we usually have to keep it going, bowing? Well, it has its own machinery. It's dependently risen. And if it's showing up in your mind stream, so I could go lots of directions with that. But the thing I would say to you personally was just receive it, just receive it. But it is, it is, it doesn't have a source. It has sources, but it doesn't have one cause that you can go back and turn that off or suddenly understand that, have it explained to you like psychotherapy or something like that. Not against psychotherapy. So, as I've said before, that may, may that may be the only path you can take. If you're here, probably not. Probably you can do this through awareness, 
through Chikantaza, Buddha's Dharma. So what, what you're running into there is just keep going, nothing lasts. What you're talking about there does not go on and on like some puzzle you need to solve before you can go any further. All you have to do is look at it. Solve nothing. You solve something, you drop out of that space that you're headed into, that darkness you're headed into, towards the ultimate understanding, which isn't even an understanding. It's an understanding, we're right back to relative dynamic. It's beyond that, transcends that. It's been called simply, you've all heard that transcendent knowledge. Even that doesn't work. Nothing's going to work except immaculate perception. Completely perceiving, no self, no other, just perception, and it's completely clear, pure of otherness, of any contamination of anything else, uncontaminated. And you'd have to, you have to accomplish that by looking at the junkyard in your mind, at the debris. Just look at it, just receive it, see it. You don't have to leave it for some kind of embarrassment, which supports the ego. Be embarrassed. Won't last. Further? Chazan, do you have any more? Not yet. Thank you. Sure. Mondo. Mondo Bhan, you say uh, to um, eat this when we have those uncomfortable feelings. It seems like that is not receiving. All those eating it and receiving reconciles. So if something shows up and you can. You, and you're receiving it, then you don't have to eat it. When I say eat this, I'm trying to encourage or um, say that you may have to do put some energy into receiving that by like you would a you're served a, a you know a dish of black beans. If you don't like black black beans, it doesn't matter. Eat it. So whatever whatever shows up. That's it, that's it. Receive through sense of taste, receive through smelling, receive through seeing, seeing, receive through feeling, through hearing, receive, receive, receive this. Because death comes without warning, this body will be a corpse. And you'll still be uh, wherever you are, kind of nowhere. But th there'll still be a sense, if, if the ego has not been seen through, there'll still be a sense of ego there. How do I know that? Here it comes. I don't know. And you don't need to know either. Don't believe anything I say. Find out yourself. You find out. Liberate yourself by looking at the chains. Don't fool around with them. Just look at them. Balls of the mind. Let me translate that. Shin Mukege. Shin Mukege. Not Mukegeko, but Shin Mukege. I was recently corrected appropriately. I was mis misstating that phrase. Shin Mukege. Shin, heart mind, mu, empty. Kege. Wall barrier. Huh? Wall or barrier. Wall or barrier. Wall of bears. Scary. And we create we create those because it's something 
difficult come came to us 300 years ago and we created a barrier and it worked and we, we were able to ignore that the three poisons work to some extent relatively but this is not just a relative situation if it were you could actually be safe if we live forever there'd be no spiritual path the you would just eventually after five or six hundred years or maybe two or three thousand years you stop you'd stop acting like a dumbass so i made my point you know constantly trying to meddle with things that are none of your business or create things that are are just more what was it kemu shinmu kege see i'm i'm slowly changing and i have i'm my chart is terrible i've got seven planets and fixed signs i don't know about you guys i'm stubborn and i am also uh stubborn and i'm not promoting talking about astrology i get to do that you don't tough luck go to the astrology class or not I see a lot of you hiding behind names like Beune and Jen Ziegler and Carl, Andy Silkeran. Oh, there's Jen. Popped up. Oh, okay. Then Unse, she's not showing her face. She's probably sleeping. Jishin is asking me a question, but I can't see it, so I don't know what it is. Somebody want to read that question that can see it? I was unbowing. She asked, what is a relationship between alia and dependent origination? Bowing. <laughs> you wouldn't know if I explained it because the concepts won't reach it. I mean, we try to do that, but if you say, what is the relationship between alia well, first of all, tell me what you think Ali is. See what I'm saying? And then I'm going to say next. Now, now tell me what you think dependent origination is. And when you tell me that, then I'll tell you what the relationship is. Because otherwise, I'm just, I'm just coming up with ideas about that. And we can do that. You could do that. Anybody studied either one of those concepts could smush those together or deconstruct them or I mean, some people are extremely good at that. It's intimidating to hear people who are relatively, really, really, one more, really smart about using concepts. Okay, Augie, answer her question. <laughs> no, Augie Bally, I was laughing because she's asked. She's asking now: Are they the same, Bally? Now she's asking, are they the same? So she were, okay, I can answer that. Um, what was that called? Kei Mukege, no. Uh, Shin Mukege, is that it? Shin Mukege. You see what I'm doing here? <laughs> Making a fool of myself. I'm just saying that, that, that your, your question is valid. I'm not saying the question isn't valid. All questions are valid. But I'm just saying to try to take those incredibly uh, 
uh, precise and vague, precise and vague concepts and bring them together. And all we're going to get is another very precise, very vague situation like, you know, the equality of sameness and difference. Sandokai. It's both, they're both the same and they're, they're different. Jaydan, you want to answer that question? <laughs> he knows the answer, but he's not about to tell us. Shoto <laughs> Bowing, Go ahead. when you talk about um, meet someone where they're at, is that different than a compromise? Well, it would be complicated to know. I don't think you can come up with some kind of a understanding like that without knowing that particular situation. It would be different for each person that you were talking to about whatever. If I, if I, if I am understanding your question. Am I? Yes, sir. Allowing, um, you were talking earlier about people hitting themselves with uh, clubs and blaming people. You did that to me. Is meeting that person? Where they're at? Would that involve us hitting ourselves too? No. No, just receive what they're, what, just look what they're doing and then they're, Maybe blaming you and just, uh, you know, I don't want to give you some kind of protocol for it or standard, but you could say, well, I see what you mean. I, I'm trying to understand what you're saying there. Sounds like it's very painful and difficult. And that person might come out, well, you, you should know you're the one that's causing it. You're the one that's creating this. I'm not doing this. You're creating. You've been accused of that before, haven't you? Five times, 10, 350. I've certainly been there a few. And, and you, you, you can use that to go right back and blame them or turn it around, have an argument or a discussion. You can walk out of the room. You can any, do any number of things. But the best thing you can do, as I see it, this is an ultimate truth I'm talking about. <laughs> the best thing you can do is just receive it. Do the best you can. Receive it. And, and, and insofar as you can, no outflows on the person blaming them or even though they, they may be hitting themselves in the head, creating more chaos than there actually is. And sometimes it's the uh, teaching there is just uh, rest in the nature of Alia. Just you know, rest in your own, as Banke said, who had thousands and thousands of students in ancient Japan. Um, just remain in your unborn Buddha mind. Just remain there. No, in my way of saying, don't no outflows. Don't do anything. Don't respond. And also, don't stop receiving. That means look, smell, taste, touch, think. Allow the thoughts to come and go. Whatever needs to come and go as a thought is appropriate. It's dependent on reason. There's no trace of any solid, separate being there. But here we have the whole world all showing up with little personalities who just want to be this and want to be that. Petty mind, petty mind, petty, 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 because it's so self-centered. Nauseating, if you begin to see that in others. It can be nauseating to see how completely self-absorbed and how hor horribly um, 
painful and dis destructive that kind of attitude can be for others just in the relative sense. People being killed because of somebody's political, uh, that they spew forth to try to get some kind of political power and notoriety and other people who are, have their own form of insanity resonating with that and suddenly they start to go and actually carry out murder or attempted murder on others who are innocent. Everyone's innocent. Even the person who's doing that is innocent. They don't, they don't it's dependently risen. So I, I ran away from your inquiry a little bit, but you can go back to it if you want. But can blame show up in ways that are less obvious than an outright accusation or finger pointing? Sure. Yeah. Just the just the self incrimination. They just it's kind of automatic. We're so used to being uh, getting credit or for some things, or I'm the one that knows that, or I'm the one. We might not do anything, but we kind of have this underlying, I'm the one who is really good at this. Like, I'm a really good Dharma teacher. Or I've just given a terrible Dharma talk because people didn't ask good questions. <laughs> Saw that coming, didn't you? <laughs> I blame it on others. As I've said, all you have to do is just be aware you're blaming other, others, and then you can go ahead and blame all you want. Did I say that? Just now I did. Is that what I teach? Yes or no? Say it. Yes. I won't say that. Couldn't be further from the truth. Are you embarrassed? Yes. Why don't you look more ashamed? Like, that smile is not, doesn't look like shame to me. It looks like glee. You see me happy. I should see you happy. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> okay, enough sparring here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna lose. You win. Yes. <laughs> Go ahead. I, I sometimes get bored. Yes. Can our lack of clarity, feeling like we aren't clear about something, not? be used as an excuse to not relate to what's in front of us? Yeah, that's very good. Can you state that in another way? That question, can you, I, I understand, can you say, I want to see how, the way in which you're understanding that more clearly. Just say it a different way. As if somebody didn't really understand, like me who really understands. Some other person, you know, more handicapped with their confusion and their lack of an immaculate receiver or pure appearance. Isn't that your Dharma name, pure appearance? If it looks like we aren't clear about something, how do we proceed without just pulling back into that, not knowing and shutting down? All you have to do, you'll recognize this as soon as, as, soon as they say it, all you have to do is watch the shutting down. There's no one there, but but the observer quality of the consciousness is very powerful. And if you've been training that, well, well, look at that. And then sometimes you might have to ram your head into it. And then realize you had done that when your head starts bleeding. 
that help you remember the question? <laughs> it's interesting you have a, a question that kind of goes different ways and then you just respond yes or no, they're both accurate. Eric, you're coming here on Friday. All right. You know how to get here? Don't know. That's how it's done. <laughs> yep. Yeah, you'll show up here for sure. <laughs> Jalen. Yes, sir. Jalen Bowring, what is the pain of the composite? So the pain of pain, I have to do all three, and there might be other nuance understandings. I'm sure there are. But the three ways of looking at it is the pain of pain, the pain of uh, nerve endings, of getting something in your eye, of having a toothache, of having having open-heart surgery, of having uh, a leg amputated because you're diabetic or something like that, or being uh, shot at in war or in a, you know, in a liquor store, wherever, wherever. Pain of pain, just the out-and-out pain of having nerve endings, lots of them. And then the pain of alternation, which is something that's going really well, the pain of alternation. Just take marriage. You get married, and it's wonderful. There's a honeymoon, and then slowly the situation can, not always, it might disintegrate into actually getting a divorce after six, seven, eight years. So... And yet it might, you might find some kind of, a, of an agreement where you accept each other's confusion and each other's neurosis. You work with it, you find a way to block it out, or you find a way to, so, so many different ways. And then there's also ways where, there, where, there, where the people are on a spiritual path and have a, a fundamental understanding of working with each other's confusion rather than blaming one another. The minute you point the finger at anybody, this is confusion. I don't care how much justification you have there. Then you say that, well, you did this, this, and this, even if it's true, even if it's relative, you did, you do keep uh, leaving the cap off the toothpaste, which is, it can get pretty bad after that. It takes about a year before it's more destructive things that happen in a relationship. So pain of alternation, we can talk about that quite a bit, but the pain of the composite, uh, it is said traditionally is said in, uh, I don't know where, what maybe one of you uh, more scholarly people can tell me where it is said, where it is spoken of. But the pain of the composite can only see, be seen if you're a, a first level um, bodhisattva, a pramudita, uh, the joy, bodhisattva, the bumi, or ground. That if you see that because the self consciousness of there being a separate being has a has started to come apart. It's not complete yet, but it's come apart. So you actually can see that there's no, what you're experiencing. There's no one experiencing that. When you, when you, there's no one experiencing that, then the outflows or the uh, destroying the perception by, by shutting down on what is being perceived, that thing with an opinion or shutting down or closing in or freezing, freeze drying the, the, self-centeredness or ego into somebody seeing something. That's an extreme way of talking about it. If that somebody starts to come... Something. Wait, what? What? Was that my own feedback? 
Well, if you're interrupting me, I want you to, I'm all about you interrupting me. If you haven't noticed. What you have to say might be more helpful, relatively speaking, than what I have to say. Maybe. But what I want to say about the pain of the composite, to respond to uh, Jalen's question, respond to uh, Jalen's question is that you that that doesn't get in the way of your immaculate perception you begin to see radically meaning root radically everything is showing up you see what it is and if you do that long enough eventually that's ordinary at first it's not so ordinary it's like it's it's just not another it's also not uh it's not something else. You see it. You have no proof. Won't hold up in court. But you see it. You don't need it to hold up in court because you see it. It is so powerful, you'll die for it. I don't mean you're going to go out and demonstrate, look how brave I am. I'm dying for a reality or something. I'm just saying it's that powerful. What you're seeing, uh, and, and uh, a bodhicitta, bodhicitta, the mind of awakening, is more important relatively than anything. So there you're, therefore you're at completely at the service of everyone. Somebody asks you to do something, if you can possibly do it, you will do it. Even if, it, if it's something that doesn't seem like it's the, the Buddhist path or, or nobody's going to know that you're doing this as a bodhisattva. They don't even know what a bodhisattva is. But you are, you are at their feet. And it's relative. But it's ultimate. It's relative. It, it shows up relatively. Because you can't help but do that. And it is ultimate in that you're not doing anything at all. There isn't anyone there. No one gets credit. No one gets blamed. Nothing is happening. It's an astonishing, astonishing realization. It's completely ordinary, and it's vast and immeasurable. You can't measure this. You start to measure it, everything stops and freezes and shuts down into relative truth. Don't measure anything. If you do, don't write it down. If you write it down, throw it away. If you throw it away, burn it. <laughs> Especially if it's this sutra that has a coffee stain on it. Burn that sutra. Won't throw it in the trash. I'd be happy to respond to 20 or 30 questions about that. We have them. Jalen Bowing is. How was that? Is, yeah. is the pain of the composite deeper yeah. than the two? Bowing? You see what you in the pain of the composite you see that everything is suffering everywhere. But you're no longer just tied up with your own little petty mind of your own suffering. You see you can't you can't even can't hardly even look at it. It's so painful. And and the the nature of of consciousness as it is wound up, bound up in a human form in the human realm, as you begin to realize that that, that human form, that the, the, the consciousness is liberated from, it, you're still human, still a form, there's still nerve endings, but the, the central oligarch there, the dictator there is seen through, has become invisible. So therefore, all the pain of all the people around you, you start seeing it, feeling it, tasting it, touching it, you feel it. It's not 
I'm not saying you're overloaded with it because it doesn't add up to 50 things or 84 things or, or 108 things. It doesn't add up to stuff. It's just an intense perception of suffering. Pain of the composite, a pain of conditioned existence. So it's going to show up for different people in different ways. Who Someone who is liberated, as I've sometimes said, they may teach, they may not. In this story, I've sometimes said that when His Holiness, the 16th Karmapa, was one time in Hong Kong, doing some public speaking speaking or teaching. He was on the balcony, walked out on the balcony uh, up several stories up. And this is a, I, I don't remember the exact story, so I'm kind of paraphrasing here, but it was something like this. Walked out there and looked across to Hong Kong and and, and came in inside or perhaps collapsed there because of, he was he was struck by the incredible suffering That was happening there. The same as in, uh, and he was picked up after he fell down by his attendants. And that similar thing happened when he was in, the, not that he fell down, but when in the mid 70s, uh, he came to Chicago and I was down there. I was functioning as a, a driver for his monks. I think were a dozen monks that were with him. And I remember someone, I wasn't there when this happened that. Someone said that he heard His Holiness comment on the Sears Tower and all the, the suffering that went into that would happen with people just building the Sears Tower, which is pretty tall. Pain of the composite. To be sensitive to that. Instead, we, we tend to, as separated beings with our own little agenda, we tend to, to look out at any kind of thing that's out there and just look at the surface of it uh, and then project onto the surface of it and accept it, reject it, or ignore it based on our preconceptions or ideas about it. We don't even get close to what it is. So train your mind, look at the wall, find out who you are, find out there is no solid being in the skandhas. And, uh, and then you will find out, see, understand, there's no solid other anyway. It's empty, empty of other. There's no, no self. Doesn't mean there isn't, this doesn't happen. This is, you still have arms and legs. You still wave at policemen. Where did that come from? Why would I say wave at policemen? I don't know. I don't have to know. I don't care where anything comes from. I'm not concerned about what I say. What am I concerned about? How to help you see what this is. Any further questions? Thank you for coming to this Dharma talk. Hi, I'm Senshu, one of Sokuzan's monks. Sokuzan offers his wisdom tirelessly with complete love and devotion. If you value these teachings, Sokuzan, the mandala of Sokokoji, please consider donating at sokokoji.org. Thank you.